And hello, ladies and gentlemen, and good day to you anywhere where you may be listening to us. My name is Ray Silva, and thanks for joining us on another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. My name is Ray Silva. Folks, don't forget our podcast is available through Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and the Amazon Play Store now. Folks, this week's guest is new to our podcast in our 22nd episode, third season. Wiffle Ball is making an appearance in the Rio Grande Valley. Now, you ask yourself, what is Wiffle Ball? Think of it as baseball trying to hit the actual ball, but with a well-rounded stick. Well, we have brought on the commissioner of Valley Wiffle Ball here with us today. And I'd like to welcome in Jacob Viascas. Jacob, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, appreciate your time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us today. No, thanks for the invite, Ray. Just glad to be here, man. Just being able to uh, get the word out about the Wiffle Ball League. And, uh, you know, once again, just thank you for having me. Uh, been keeping up with the podcast, looking at all the previous episodes. Awesome stuff. I encourage everyone to uh, get on the uh, social media Give this guy a like and uh, keep up with everything going on here in the Valley. Let me ask you, what kind of led you to start this Wiffle Ball League and what kind of uh, just motivated you to start the Wiffle Ball here in the Rio Grande Valley? Um, Well, I'm actually a president of a local nonprofit here in the Valley. It's called Treat Others with Respect. You can find us on Facebook. Um, I'm a local educator. So what got me started years back and even now, it's just uh, giving back to the community, giving back to the youth, doing something interactive for everybody. Uh, a while back, a good buddy of mine, Matthew Maciel, uh, we found ourselves watching some of those YouTube videos of the Major League Wiffle. And that's a big craze. And, you know, we, we started talking amongst ourselves, hey, what are the possibilities of getting something like that going down, down here? And uh, it's been a long time coming, getting all the supplies together. Uh, and proud to say the league's up and running. Got a little preseason going on right now. We got two different uh, field locations. We got the Daffodil Field there in Far, And that actually ha- happens to be at my parents' home there in the little neighborhood where I grew up. And then also uh, Field of Hope at New Life Baptist Church in Wessico. So just getting all those fields going. And we look to plug in at different facilities, uh, especially with the school year starting up again, maybe getting plugged into some of the local schools. Uh, any, any organization that's looking to grow and help us out with this league, we're always looking to expand and get more members and get more teams going for local tournaments. Absolutely, Jacob. I mean, uh, you, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the Daffodil Field. I'm not too far away from here, from there, okay? I, I probably live closer to the old Olympic pool here and far. So it's like right around my, uh, my backyard. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that if one day after work or even before I go over uh, one of my sporting events, I may just stop by, check out the field to see how it is. And, uh, you know, just kind of like gauge myself like, okay, like, let me see the dimensions of this and make sure I don't uh, uh, create any havoc out there. But anyhow, I mean, right now you start, you're starting up this league with both, uh, with both adults and children. Um, what kind of like motivated you to start this, uh, from 
what what was the more the most difficult part about getting this off the ground? Um, I think it's just more logistics and communication. You know, uh, you we're in a very social media type of world right now with technology and everything going on. So whether it be through podcasts, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, you know, it's just the power of communication. So letting everyone know about something new that's going on. Uh, like how we talked about previously, you know, wiffle ball is not something everyone talks about. So I encourage everyone to check it out even on YouTube. We'll be getting our YouTube uh, channel going soon, but I encourage anyone to just even check out Major League Wiffle or just Google YouTube Wiffle Ball. Um, it's just something new. And I think that's that's the hard part right now. But once again, it's just thankful for opportunities like this, getting the word out there. Um, it's open invitation. That's something we always encourage to anyone and everyone that, that's able to hear us on our social media platforms. We want everyone to just join on in all different skill levels. Um, for our competitive league, it's, it's ages 11 and up. And you'd be surprised the talent that these middle school uh, athletes can bring uh, from high school, collegiate. Uh, that competitive league is going to be something very good. It's going to be very productive. And then even uh, slowly coming up will be our medium pitch league, you know, just for recreational. That'll be a, once again, an adult and, uh, and a kid league, but just more fun atmosphere, something that's very suitable for their very uh, beginner skill level. And we even modify, you know, uh, from the field dimensions, we'll modify them to make them smaller. Uh, if people don't want to, you know, they, they, um, you know, it's happened before we have adults and uh, even certain people, we don't, we want to prevent injuries. If running, you want to prevent that. Hey, we have home run derbies available where we can just get a hitting display going. We've done King of the Mound where people just want to practice their pitching skills. And you'd be surprised the amount of strikeouts that go on, that can happen in a single game. And even if you had a tournament with the, uh, with the athletes we have going out to the fields. Now for me, I mean, I'm an outsider looking in at this. What are some of the rules that that make up the sport of wiffle ball? Just give me some examples. Like, let's start for example, roster size. How big are the teams, and what and what are your like limitations to like uh, stopping a team or continuing the growth of a team? Ah, uh, great question. Great question. Uh, right now, the minimum players on a team is four. And the max is eight. You know, that's just one of those things, scheduling and logistics, we do understand. And it, it's hard sometimes fitting these recreational games into your schedule. That's why having about uh, eight team members, you know, you're actively able to sub in, sub out, uh, whether it be on the field, the batting order could be the same thing. If the whole team is able to show up, you're going to lead to one awesome game with a full batting order. Uh, follows the same rules as baseball, you know, uh, three strikes. Four, uh, four balls you're able to uh, walk the bases uh, no there is no stealing you know we we do modify that there's a few little rules that when you're there on site it doesn't make a little bit more sense because the field dimensions um, but you know I, I think just going if anyone was to come out and check it out I mean I always I always imagine little league it's a lot of chaos but it's a lot of fun and it's just one of those things that you you imagine that hitting a, a plastic ball would be very easy. But once again, it's just the way the wind takes it. It's very unique style of playing. Uh, there's only three innings. That's one of the big specials about wiffle ball that I really do enjoy with it being three innings. 
Uh, the games are very quick, very short. Uh, we're able to get a lot of players in and out of the, the system we got going on, especially when we have tournaments. Um, you know, even from a parent standpoint, you know, not, not wanting to be out there too long in the sun. Uh, I know our parents do appreciate that, but even with our kids, we, from 6 to 9 p.m., we have about approximately six to eight games going on. And we've already, we just installed some lights at Daffodil Field. So we even got our night games going on now. So Field of Dreams or something like that. We've, we've had uh, different people call it the, uh, the Wiffle Ball League, maybe uh, a Fenway Park with the Green Monster at, uh, with our wall. But a lot of modifications soon to come. And we look forward to creating more fields so we can get more uh, you know, participation out there to grow the league. Now, you kind of mentioned it, that it's kind of like baseball. So, in other words, are you going to ban the uh, defensive shift? You know, that was something that has come up. And uh, with every game and every practice, you know, we do not. I will uh, I'll be straightforward. We have our basic rules. We follow the baseball rules. And here amongst our league, as commissioner, I listen to all the parties, especially during this preseason, laying out all those rules. But right now, the defensive shift does still remain. Now, that's going to be a topic of discussion later on as we get more captains and uh, we set the rules for the official league. Now, talk to me about, like, say, for example, okay, I haven't had a competitive flair since probably middle school, maybe high school, uh, and I want to join one of these teams. What fee do I pay and what do I get with that fee? Do I get a uniform? Do I get a team T-shirt? I know you get a roster spot, but what are some of the details that include when one pays the fee? Well, Ray, this is actually, uh, once again, this is all being stemmed and supported through my nonprofit. And one of the great things that I love about all the programs we are soon going to launch in the future and even currently with Wiffle Ball is everything is absolutely free. We do things by committee and we help each other out. Uh, I do my own personal part whenever I go looking out for sponsorships, donations. We are a donation-based organization as a nonprofit looking to apply for different grants that allow us to do recreational and social emotional support for a community such as this, you know, the teamwork, the collaboration that goes on into this, like how you said, uh, you're one of many, like myself, you know, that competitive gears, sometimes we have it, sometimes we lose it. And that that's what we always talk about. We always want to encourage anyone from any skill level, from any point of view, walk of life, wherever you're at, come out and enjoy this opportunity. It's free. Uh, we will be looking to buy certain uniforms and shirts, and that's something, hey, as a, as a group, as a community, as a wiffle ball community, let's fundraise together. Uh, we do have set teams, but we're always looking to modify them, whether it be with the logos, the team names. Um, as we expand, I know right now we have about 16 teams listed that we want to fill up, but if we, if we slowly expand more, um, I'm always looking to take everyone's perspective and, and once again, it's just giving an opportunity for anyone to join. And we know monetary financial uh, financial strains are out there. And if we can give someone the opportunity to enjoy a little bit of their day peacefully with their friends and it's free, we're happy to we're happy to provide that. And that's what the Wiffle League and Treat Others with Respect is all about. You know, when you talk about looking for donations, aside from the monetary, what kind of resources is the Valley Wiffle Ball looking at right now for your league at this moment? 
Um, at the moment, you know, um, that we will be posting on our league site, you know, the uh, actual links to where we get the wiffle balls. They're about like two thirty nine, three dollars each uh, from the resources and outside um, connections that we are finding online, social media, and everything like that. Um, at the moment, you know, one of the major things in terms of donations sometimes is just snacks. We do have a like, like I said, it's just a wide variety in terms of a community, but those snacks go a long way. And it's also one of the main things we talk about in terms of our, our programs, myself included, you know, uh, it's making sure that everyone has the right type of snacks, uh, it, you know, in terms of the health for the young, the younger kids, especially, you know, giving them the right energy boost. Uh, Later on, a lot of these kids and the athletes that we have in our league, they're all, they all, some of them do travel ball. They're all at their respective schools, middle schools, elementaries, high schools, uh, college as well, doing their own physical activities. And one of the main things we do like to encourage and later on support is their personal uh, academic and athletic careers. If that leads to proper nutrition, leading them the right way of, you know, providing the right meals at these after school and summer activities. Uh, that goes a long way in terms of donations. And th that's later on. It'll be posted on our Facebook site uh, on the Valley Wiffle League, if anyone would like to keep up with that. And, you know, that that's the major need. Um, I, I think just being able to provide food and resources like that that are going to take care of our youth. And what about for, like, on the adult side? Because sometimes the adult side, you, you, you know, uh, sometimes you, you, you feel like you're helping out one side of the coin. What about for the other side of it, you know, for the adults? I mean, so uh, sometimes, you, you know, sometimes you kind of lean a little heavily one direction, but also uh, towards the other direction. What about on the adult side? Like what kind of resources are you needing uh, from from the from an a adult perspective? Because, yes, the youth may found the founda the future foundation of this league but also the current generations are going right now. What, what is needed from their side to kind of get this uh, growth going as well? I think one of the major things is just, I, I know it may sound contradictory, but support, but not just for the league, but for their, their children, their youth. And that's one major thing that I truly love about the, uh, the group of kids that we have right now. It's not just the kids commitment. It's, the parents' commitment to, you know, wanting to provide their kids something, you know, uh, a better experience in life, being able to be outside of the home for a little bit instead of watching TV, uh, instead of being glued to the, their phone or television, they're out there playing. And that's one thing that I always encourage the adults. And that's one thing um, through the league, we, through the league and our nonprofit, we work with any individual between the age of 10 to 26. So there is a cap where we do work uh, in terms of the individuals, but we are creative. And that's something I truly enjoy whenever we have adults uh, that are part of the league or out there visiting and watching us from afar, or even just spectators through Facebook or any of our social media. One of the major things we always ask for is just, if it's not here with us, hey, give time. Uh, we wanna hear you guys out. What What is the need here in the community? Where, where do you guys see things that you know, it'd be great to have this in our own neighborhood. Hey, you know what? Adults, I, I, you know, it's one thing too with a lot of the parents that I hear do travel ball, got to drive out to this tournament, got to travel out here, going to have to wait. You know, it's, it's a lot of financial strain. 
And if we can provide the uh, equipment that you can do this in your own neighborhood, hey, we're all for it, whatever. And I think that's the type of what we try to provide our adults. We try to give them that sense of peace, try to give them that sense of support, not just for our athletes, but we want to provide that for the adults and the families that come by. Um, there's a lot of different uh, individuals and they all have their own different back, uh, backgrounds and stories, their life stories. And whatever we can do through the league and through our nonprofit to support them, we're always creative. We're always thinking on the spot and always adapting to their needs. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by Jacob Biesca, the founder and president of the Valley Wiffle Ball League here in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, Jacob, uh, you know, you talk about helping out both sides of the community and in getting everyone involved and and trying to, you know, finding a, a middle ground for everything and for everybody. Uh, for for this league, I mean, I, I guess for season for season one, what are some of the check boxes that you want to check off, at least in the short term future, that you can provide some stability and growth uh, for the future? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that's one thing we're talking about right now with our preseason going on in Daffodil Field. That is our far league. Later on, it'll be later known more than likely as our American League. Uh, with the Field of Hope going on in Wesico, we we are looking to expand. Uh, like like we talked about earlier, uh, with the two fields, those will be our main two locations in terms of competition sites. Um, we do understand, you know, hey, we can provide some materials to the team so they can practice at their homes and the official league nights will be saturday and sunday evenings times will be announced soon but our league nights will be saturday and sunday evenings and we look to provide all of our teams or anyone interested we look to provide them those the resources of a wiffle ball bat set of wiffle balls the strike zones uh you know with the support of local sponsors and organizations that's how the teams will practice and we'll slowly support different tournaments at different uh, different cities, whether it be McAllen, Edinburgh. We're looking at various local parks. And, you know, that, that's one thing, just being creative. And that's something the uh, not just myself, but the teams on, that we have there at Daffodil Field, we're hearing different insight. Would be a good way to just have a little, an easy way for anyone just to go to their local park, find a little simple uh, open area, and how can we get the game going? Um, but that's the stability portion right now, you know, getting the teams going in the American League and FAR, get the National League going in Westico. We'll have about 12 teams, hopefully by the end of this coming year. And uh, from there, we'll get an all-star game going on. We're going to just run it like just how uh, a major league baseball season would go. You know, me being a National League guy, I'm a Braves fan, but uh, I, I guess I'm stuck in American League uh, territory because of my uh, geographic location. Uh, hmm. I, I will ask you, Universal DH, does the pitcher bat as well? What, what do you make of Valley Wiffle Ball uh, having uh, everyone bat now? No, everyone, everyone's batting, and, and that's one thing that really uh, makes it very unique, especially with the teams of having the competitive, the competitive league of it being mixed with adults. And uh, students, student athletes from middle school to high school um, and, and collegiate students, you know, it makes for some wild games and having the different skill levels, not, not only just pitch, but also have to bat. Uh, it leads to some really good matchups, righty lefties, lefty righties, uh, 
You know, some people got some good submarine pitches going on. They got some good overhands from the changeups to, you know, some, some of our athletes, some of the teams have been hitting the labs, especially taking home some of the equipment, being able to practice at their own homes. And every time we meet up every Tuesday and Thursday, someone always has a new, uh, a new ace up their sleeve, a new pitch ready to go. And once again, at least some, some really solid matchups, good, uh, good quality at bats from everyone, no doubt. Me, I am a master of the changeup, okay? I mean, uh, for me, that's kind of like an easier pitch for me to throw just because of the grip and the and it, and the uh, the grip that it requires and probably the location that it has uh, produ produce a lot of uh, ground ball outs uh, in that form. I mean, that would be something that I would like to uh, try out on a, on a Tuesday league. Uh, yeah, and, and especially, example. yeah, and that's something we're slowly going to open up. We're going to be announcing that soon since the competitive competitive leagues will be uh, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be opening up our fields to, you know, anyone who wants to maybe get some batting practice in, some pitching practice. I know you're mentioning right now you got that grip of a changeup. And, you know, what I truly love about the sport is that every time we get out there, we have our own little sessions of practicing just that grip alone. You know, just the position of the wiffle ball itself, because of the way the wind picks it up, you can keep the same grip, move the ball just slightly, and you're going to have four different style of pitches, no doubt. So it, it leads to some really good uh, quality, once again, at bats, leads to some very uh, nail biters, especially when you got a full count and you have no idea what the pitcher is about to throw. I mean, I'm a switch hitter, okay, so... When when you're gonna face me ba batting wise, uh, I I emulate myself after Chipper. Okay, uh, I, I like to go both sides of the plate, and you you know do more of my damage with the left than what I do the right. And, and that's one thing, uh, Ray. With with a lot of these pitchers, when you get some good righty lefty lefty righty matchups, man. When you get a switch hitter, it really throws things off. I'm, I'm I can only speak for myself. Uh, one of the specialty pitches that I always like to do is just a a really uh, extreme slider or curveball. You know, especially for my righty matchups. If uh, I got someone in the box and the crowd in that plate, uh, you know, from three to three to nine o'clock, that's one of those pitches that it looks like it's gonna hit you. And it just slowly just creeps on into the side of the strike zone. So, but when you're able to get a switch hitter, it does throw the pitch the pitchers off, and it makes the game even that much more interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I, I I've got to ask you, you know, for those that are wanting to join, that are interested, what is the fee? Where can they contact you at? And and, and at least for like a at least from an adult perspective, what, what can they do in order to sign up for this? Uh, for any ages, for any ages, uh, the, uh, the fee for our league is absolutely free. And I say that with confidence. It is F-R-E-E -E free. We are always just looking to serve and grow and just help people out. And if, it just, if it's just how we, uh, you know, just a simple baseball game or wiffle ball game in this case, hey, we just want to invite anyone out just to have a good time with us. For the adults or any anyone, for that matter, of any age that's interested, please contact us or contact me directly through Facebook. 
that you can find us at. You can look me up, Jacob Viescas on Facebook. You can find me at Treat Others with Respect, our nonprofit, or the Valley Wiffle League on our Facebook page. Anytime you contact any of those organizations, more than likely you will be directly uh, talking to me. At the moment, I am a one-man organization with the help of all my amazing volunteers who just constantly support me, especially in the, in the Valley Wiffle League. Uh, but most, most occasions, you're going to be talking to me directly. So feel free to get to know me already. Uh, anything that I can do to help you out, if you're interested as an adult, want to join our league, if you want to sign up or register your son or daughter, maybe you want to help them out in terms of developmental practice, we got everything that we can do through the Valley Wiffle Ball League, and then always looking to support local associations that want to support baseball or softball for that matter. That's one of the main things that we always tie wiffle ball to. It's going to later on lead to better hand-eye coordination, fielding skills, batting skills, being able to collaborate as a team in a softball or baseball environment. So if you got a, uh, a student, uh, whether it be a boy, girl, college athlete, middle school, collegiate, we're always looking to support anyone with that type of quality, that type of interest in your, your, you know, your sports career. We want to help you out and we want to support you as best as possible. So come on out if you're able to and join us at Daffodil Field or keep up with all our news and announcements at the Valley Wiffle League, our Facebook page. Absolutely. Any other social media platforms that Valley Wiffle Ball or that it may have for, for those that are like not on Facebook or potentially more on Twitter or on the Instagram? No, not at the moment. We'll be slowly getting all those social media platforms launched here soon. Uh, that's one thing we're always looking forward to. We have a few, uh, like I said, we always like to give back to our community. We have a few students and team members that are interested in being uh, a part of our social media team. So that just leads to, you know, uh, not just helping them out with the league, but that leads to scholarship opportunities for any of our members that fall into our category of 10 to 26 years of age. When they want to volunteer, our organization is Tower. We want to support them. And sometimes it is financially provide, by providing them a scholarship. Later on, maybe going on to be a part of the sports broadcasting team at UTRGV or having their own entrepreneurship and business. We're always looking to develop the future. And this is one opportunity. So please be on the lookout for all of our social media in the future, led by our own uh, members of our organization. Absolutely, Jacob. Many thanks for taking time out of the busy schedule. Appreciate this. And uh, once again, folks, this has been another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. <laughs>